This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to Disruptive CEO Nation, where company founders, entrepreneurs, and cutting-edge thinkers drop in from around the globe to share startup stories, insider insights, and hard-earned success lessons. Now, here's your host, a woman who mastered business by placing heels on the ground all over the world, having worked with and coached CEOs and senior leaders from over 90 countries, and who wants you to build your best business future, Allison K. Summers. Hey, this is Allison Kay, and welcome to this episode of Disruptive CEO Nation. Have you ever sat in the movie theater and had the seats just shake so much due to the fantastic sound? Well, we have a guest that is transforming the audio industry for Hollywood and for other reasons. And so we want to head over to Portugal. Yes, we are going to Portugal to talk to this expert in 3D sound. So I would love to introduce you to Nuno Faseco, the founder and CEO of Sound Particles. Nuno, welcome to the program. Hi, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here and share the work that we have been doing. So thank you. So tell us what Sound Particles specializes in. So essentially what we have created is a, a new type of audio software uh, that uses computer graphics techniques and visual effects kind of uh, approaches, but to, to sound, because in the image, we already have a lot of softwares that allow you to create thousands of monsters and big cities and all of them. But when it comes to sound, we traditionally only have the audio editing software. So if you want to create a big battle, you would need to go there and start importing one file and another and another. And probably one day of work, we have like 50 sounds playing at the same time. And what we've done with some particles is to create this visual effects kind of approach to sound. And you can, in 15 minutes, come there and say, I want 10,000 sounds spread over a square mile and have this epic battle in 10 minutes. So uh, that's essentially what we do at Sound Particles. So take a look. I like our audience to, if they're near a computer or just to note for the future, uh, to take a look at the website, which is Sound Particles, S O U N D P A R T I C L E S dot com. Um, so that you can understand more. And you can actually see, I think, you know, when you go to the website, um, although it means nothing to me, but you can see the beautiful computer screens that show exactly what you're you're talking about and the and the technology. I, I have to roll back because as I said in the opening, you're a guy in the middle of Portugal who's working with Hollywood. And again, for our, our dear listeners, we're not talking on a small scale. We're talking on a massive scale when you go to the website and, and take a look at all the screen titles. Tell us how how you came to found this company so essentially first of all i uh, i'm a, a guy that has a, a passion for technology and sound and music and cinema and probably 15 years ago more or less 
uh, I realized that the most interesting visual effects that I was seeing on movies used a, a technique called particle systems. That is a computer graphics where you create thousands or even millions of small points to create fire and smoke and rain and fairy dust and desert storms and all of those amazing things that you see on screen. And I thought, hmm, wouldn't it be nice to do the same thing with sound and have thousands of small sounds that together create these amazing soundscapes. But at the time, it was only uh, an idea like so many that we have through our lives. Uh, and then in 2012, I had finished my PhD on a different topic in computer audio and, and still no one was using computer graphics um, for sound. So I decided, okay, as a computer, geek that I am because this face doesn't fool anyone. Uh, I decided, okay, let's start creating my own software, 3D software, but for sound and particles and be able to generate thousands of sounds. Uh, and I start doing that. At the time I was a university professor. Um, I had some time to do this crazy research project. So I started working on that. And I knew at the time that Essentially, this kind of approach would be uh, quite interesting for big productions, especially if you have these epic movies like a superhero or something with thousands of sounds everywhere, battles and explosions and those kinds of things. And, and let's face it, what would be the, the chances of someone in Portugal start to creating a software like this for a big Hollywood studio, especially in big productions? Uh, but I think that sometimes in life we have to be a, a little naive or cocky, depending on the point of view, uh, and believe on things. So I continue creating the software. It was something that was giving me a lot of um, fun to create, even if no one was ever using it. And then later on in 2014, I went to LA to a, to a conference. And But before going there, I decided to send a few emails to five or six people working at the studio say, okay, my name is Nuno, I'm doing this kind of thing. I think this could be interesting for big productions and I'm going to be in town in, in two weeks. So if you want to know more, let me know. Um, and the first reply that I got was from Skywalker Sound. Wow. Uh, the studio created by Josh Lucas uh, for Star Wars and currently it's the, the major uh, sound for picture studio in the world that invited me to go to Skywalker Ranch, do a presentation there. And then within six months, uh, I ended up doing presentations at Wonder Brothers, Universal, Universal, Paramount, Sony, Fox, later on on Disney, Pixar, Apple, Google, and other places. And that was the beginning of Sound Particles. Well, I love this part of your story where you say maybe you know you were a little naive which which worked in your favor um we recently yeah. had a guest uh sean harper who's an ex-nfl player and it's a great interview if you didn't listen to it go back and listen to it he talks about creating capacity meaning expanding mm -hmm. your um place in the world and and that's exactly what you what you did by reaching out to these people but wow you must have had something if skywalker sound responded right away I want to talk about then the next stage of growth of your company, but I have to just get a little like cinema goofy here and say, you know, what, what was your first kind of breakthrough, like Hollywood production where you sat and you went, that is sound that I contributed to creating. No, of course, it's always a, a pleasure. Currently our software is being used in productions such as Game of Thrones, Star Wars, recently Dune, uh, or 
Frozen 2 and others. And of course, it's always a, a pleasure because sometimes we don't even know where the software is being used. <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes we receive an email, yeah, we are using your software in this movie or that. So it's always rewarding. And, and uh, I, for instance, regarding Game of Thrones, uh, I knew they, they uh, have been using software in the last season of Game of Thrones. Uh, and they told me, okay, we cannot tell you where we use it uh, because of NDAs and yeah. those kinds of things, but you will know it. And then on the, the, the final season, the Git, the big battle in Winterfeld, uh, I sent an email, okay, it was on this and they reply, yes, it was. So uh, <laughs> it, it's always rewarding to see uh, our uh, work being used on these massive productions. Uh, and of course, the, the, the first production actually using the software was back in 2015, the remake of Poltergeist. Uh, and since then, of course, every time that you get a new production, it's great. But there are, of course, a few that gives you a special pleasure, like Game of Thrones or Star Wars, that is almost like a, the sherry on top of the, the cake. Well, no, no, I, I, you've had a great story, but, you know, separate from that, building a business is not without stress, it's not without worry. You had a solid lucrative position as a university professor. Tell us about that process of the, or the tipping point when you made the decision to be like, I need to be all in on sound particles. Yeah, so I, I usually, when people ask me what was the biggest barrier in terms of doing what we do. Uh, I always say that the biggest barrier was taking the decision of creating the company, creating the project, uh, leaving the, the safe net of having the, a job as a university professor uh, and say, no, I'm going to do this, I'm going to start. In my case, um, I actually, in Portugal, it's used it's uh, usual for university professors to have exclusivity uh, contracts with the university, which means that if you are, if you want to create a company, even if you continue to give classes and have the exact same amount, but by simply creating a company, you lose automatically one third of your salary. And ah. so it, it was, and of course, with a family, you have to kids at school, uh, expenses to pay. It was one of those decisions, okay, where I'm going to, to, to be because I have this nice place, okay, safety net, no problems, and let's start a new adventure. And that decision was by far the biggest barrier in terms of, uh, of the project. And of course, I'm glad that I've taken the decision, but it was hard, something, okay, should I do this or shouldn't? And, uh, and then once again, it's a, a little of naivety or cocky or being cocky or whatever, and then, uh, let's do it uh, and start the, the project. Well, did you have to, did you grow the business organically or did you have to go seek outside investments? So we started originally, it was uh, organic. We started, it was me, then at some point we hired uh, one more person and another and another. Uh, but, um, and I was debating, okay, should I go for an investment uh, or not? Until one day I was, I still remember I was having my breakfast. I was just seeing some things on Facebook and I noticed there was a post from a, another startup doing something that it was still very far away from what we were doing, but they were coming close. And then I decided, no, we need to accelerate 
the business, to accelerate the, with the product. Uh, otherwise, um, so at some point, we're going to have a, another company or a big shark that some wake up and decided to invest a few millions in doing something similar and game over. So I decided, no, okay, let's go in for an investment. And then we um, took that road of having uh, investors on sound particles to accelerate everything in terms of business and in terms of uh, software. Well, I'd like to ask us about building their, their brand, but by building it by um, a community, a community of followers. And I've got to guess, you know, that across the, you know, the entire world, there's a, a specific audience that is, has the expertise and uses your products. And I know on your website, you have tutorial videos, you have blogs, tell us how you, um, engage or, or what you try to do to stay in touch with the people who purchase your, your software and your products? Yeah, I think that one of the interesting things uh, about the role that we took was to have an approach like a top-down approach. We started with the top of the, the pyramid in terms of professionals, in this case with top Hollywood professionals. And then it's for me, it's much easier to come down from the top uh, than actually ever struggling every time that you want to increase slightly the level of your audience or the, the target of your uh, your clients or whatever. So, and by starting with this top approach, top-down approach, we were able to, okay, start doing contacts with top professionals, having them using the software. Uh, and then when that associated with this kind of traction of having these big uh, productions using our software, it was something that really helped us in terms of community. Because if you, someone says, okay, this is been used in Star Wars, and they say, okay, if this is good enough for them, it's good enough for me, and brings a credibility in terms of technology and in terms of product. And it's much easier to build a community, you start bringing um, these users, uh, um, doing some interviews with some of your users. So all everyone below them on the pyramid also are interested to read more about uh, what these persons are doing, uh, how they are using the software, all of those things. So in terms of community, that's interesting. The second one is that although we are talking about Hollywood professionals, um, they are very uh, earth to earth, and very uh, I, I was i was expecting a more kind of a, a very cold almost snob approach no it's up opposite uh, the the right opposite of, of that so it was very easy to interact with them and we've started creating this community of course with social media youtube uh, also something that for me it's very very important although we are in portugal uh, for us it was always important to do periodic trips, probably three or four times a year to the studios, to LA, to all of this, because there isn't no such thing as being there in person, in person at least to do the, the initial mm -hmm. uh, contact, uh, because after that, everything, okay, you can be in Portugal for the rest of the year, uh, or at least uh, during the, the next few months. Uh, but um, nonetheless, this personal contact, it's uh, quite important to start building this relation with them. And then continue the approach. We started originally with cinema and television. At some point, we have also 
the video game world starting to using our software. This year we start to entering also in the the music and the music sector. And for us, one other thing that we have used because once again we are we were a small startup just being uh, started with a, a very limited budget in terms of marketing and all of this. And one of the things that we found also quite interesting is the the use of associations of professionals uh, that you could simply go there and say, okay, we want to offer a special discount to all of your members. And then the association do an email blast telling about you to all that members. So it's something that you, if you uh, think a little bit about things, you can create interesting ways of reaching professionals in a cost-effective way if you are building a startup. So that was something that for us, it was also important. And then continue to grow the relations also with journalists and audio related uh, media and all of those things. So it was uh, an approach that of course you need to focus on several uh, actions at the same time to build the, the community. Well, and as I'm listening to you, you know, we're always reminded that in those those early years of business building, nobody sleeps, right? <laughs> Because you, yeah. <laughs> you've just listed, you've just made yourself such a huge job description when you when you've just gone through that story. But that's the reality, and I really appreciate when you talk about how you can use associations and association professionals. I am a huge, huge uh, fan of professional networks in all different shapes and sizes. Uh, word of mouth marketing exists in a big, big way, and. I also have been, like I said, on your website, read the testimonials, can see how you are, are leveraging and using that because I, I don't want to say there's like a tsunami of, of testimonials, but you know, you can go to any place and go, okay, there's one or two nice things they're saying about this. But you know, when you go to businesses and you can see, oh, wait, no, there's, there's more, there's more, there's, you know, and um, and I, I appreciate that. You know, Nuno, when you go to the studios, when you make these trips two or three times a year, I got to imagine you fanboy just a little bit. Are there any little selfies going on or any little photos that you take and send back to the family and go, ooh? <laughs> uh, no, I confess that I usually try to have a very professional approach to things and not going there and ask uh, uh, like someone to, to do a selfie or whatever <laughs> with me. But of course, for someone that likes uh, cinema like I do, it was a pleasure to, for instance, going to Skywalker for the first time or visiting Pixar. Or for instance, I recall the first time that I went to Disney campus, I went to the, the, the gate that was farther away from the building just to be able to, to cross the entire campus. And so of course, for someone that likes the magic of uh, movies, it's a pleasure to be there visiting uh, uh, those uh, studios. Um, but then when I'm with people, I try to be very professional, not being too uh, overwhelming uh, in terms of uh, pushing people around. But yeah, it was it's something that of course gives a, a, a fantastic pleasure. And I usually say that, okay, even if I stop uh, selling uh, software licenses or subscriptions uh, next week and some particles uh, closes or whatever, the journey has been completely amazing and it is something that will never forget for the rest of my life. So it was uh, a privilege to, uh, so far, to continue having this uh, journey with Hollywood Studios. 
Well, let's talk about the, the journey. We, we already discussed you know, the barrier, that first decision of having to, to go all in on the business. Um, if you look back over the last couple years from, like you said, when you first stepped foot on Skywalker Sound in 2014 to today, what are kind of the top pieces of advice you would give to an early stage entrepreneur that's coming up behind you? What was an interesting lesson you learned or something you would have maybe approached differently or, or in a different order? Any Anything there that you thought was um, a tough lesson? I would say that probably the, the, the biggest advice that I would give to myself if I could go back in time was, okay, don't wait until your 40s to do to start a company. It's easier if you're doing, if you are younger and that way it would be, I would be more uh, advanced uh, now. Um, but I think there are some interesting things that for me was important. Once, once again, one of them was this top-down uh, approach because starting with the top and use that traction uh, as a, uh, for instance, I, I know that nowadays the traction that we have in terms of these productions in, is an asset of the company. Uh, the simple fact that we say, okay, this is used by those things is clearly an asset that is quite important for, uh, for when you approach someone. I can go with someone and I say, okay, our software is used in these places. And automatically I feel the other person almost like, okay, technical validation check. We can continue discussing other things because we already know that you technically you should be good. Otherwise we will not have those things. Um, also quite important. Uh, I think it's in terms of thinking also about the, the business. Usually most startups focus too much in terms of technology, in terms of the things that I want to do. And of course, they need to focus on business. Of course, they are a startup because they have this crazy new technology and crazy new approach to something. Uh, but don't forget about the, the, the business. That is, of course, uh, important. And some it's also important to try to think not only in short term, but also in long, long term. And I, let me give you a, an example. When we started creating uh, some particles and start approaching the studios, of course, in the past, I have seen several companies trying to approach uh, studios because they have a technology that could be used by Hollywood. They think, okay, Hollywood has a lot of money, so let's have a very expensive product. By doing that, the deals are very complex because you need to convince the users, their bosses, the technical directors, and so on. You have a very limited number of potential clients. And uh, so what we started was to, okay, let's have a, a cheaper price because we want to deeply enter quite fast. And um, it's something that in our case, it may seem that doesn't make much sense because we are talking on a niche with a product that is almost like a, a, a mass kind of pricing approach. So it doesn't uh, work at short term. But our vision was now we want to do this in the long term, but now we want to enter the market. That's our focus. Uh, even more important that having twice or three times the revenue that we have at the moment, we want to enter the market as stand our position there and then continue uh, almost like when they are hooked on the, the software then you can start thinking about other th other things and other uh, next steps but it's important to have this long-term uh, approach to the 
to the business and they say now now i want to do this then i want to do that and then doing something else and of course you can change things in the middle uh, uh, as you go but at least have this strategy uh, and how to to reach that well i so appreciate your story i like to ask us if we come back and talk to you in two to three years what's the vision what's next for sound particles to be honest we have a, a, a 10-year vision for some particles so what we have done so far it's only the the tip of the the iceberg and it's almost like imagine someone that simply enters the world of computer graphics for the first time and says okay there is so much things that you can do with this technology you can use for movies and animation and video games and architecture and all of those things so it's pretty much the same thing now with with sound um, and this 3d sound everyone is a using 3D sound, the way that we, uh, the workflows in terms of 3D sound as we think about them are completely different. Uh, and then there are so many applications with all of this because we can integrate this with cinema, uh, television, with video games, with music, and there are a lot of things. So currently I usually tell that I could have a, a team of 500 developers that I have worked for all of them because <laughs> Uh, we have uh, this long version, long vision for the, the future of audio. So we are going to continue this uh, road. Uh, one of the things that we are going to do, of, like I mentioned, is to start entering new markets like music, live concerts, uh, uh, and those things. At the same time, uh, there are things that we want to continue to uh, improve. For instance, animation and uh, other uh, areas that we can use this sound much more integrated with visual effects, um, like in pictures, Disney's and those kinds of uh, places. And then of course, there is something that for us is quite important because in the future, nowadays everyone is using 3D sound, for instance, even Netflix are using 3D sound in programs regarding food and things like that. So, um, and but we know that people are not going to buy 30 speakers to have on their living rooms. People are more and more using headphones. So what we are being also doing is doing some research work in terms of 3D sound over headphones to allow people to use regular headphones, but get a sense of sound coming everywhere and get this amazing experience. So there are so many things that we want to do on the upcoming years, uh, but yeah, we are, uh, we have a, a long vision for, uh, and sometimes the, the, that's one of the temptations, especially on the startup is uh, try to stay focused because you don't have the, the resources to do everything and you need to almost uh, wrap something and say, okay, I have this idea, but I need to wait five years to start working on that because now I have to focus on this, this and that or whatever. So. Uh, Sometimes it's quite important to not give in to the temptation of trying to do everything uh, right from the start. And we have a lot of ideas on the on the backlog. I can tell. I can tell. Family. Although when you when you hit five hundred employees, I want to come back and talk to you because it'll be a whole different conversation about yeah. <laughs> about leadership and managing your business. Um, Nuno, if people want to learn more um, or they have questions, how do they connect with you or the company? 
Sure. So essentially, of course, we have our website, soundpartidols.com. You can find us also in social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, at soundpartidols. Um, besides that, if you want to connect with me personally, feel free. Uh, my email is also on the website, nuno.fonseca at soundparticles.com. Uh, or eventually, you can simply send an email to anyone at soundparticles and say, OK, I want to talk with Nuno. And, of course, the email will be uh, routed to me. So um, feel free to uh, gather with me and talk with me, send me emails, a message in LinkedIn or whatever. So uh, I'm easy to to find and talk easy with. Easy to find. So. Well, Nuno, it's, it's been a delight speaking with you. Thank you so much for, for coming and educating our audience on, on the virtual 3D audio world and about your business story. We greatly appreciate it. Yeah, it was a pleasure also to be here. Once again, thank you for the podcast because it's always interesting to have uh, podcasts like yours sharing these ideas, these uh, insights from different people in the business world. So it was a pleasure and uh, whatever you need in the future, just let me know. It was a, a pleasure. Well, thank you so much. And to our audience, if you enjoyed this business case study, you might want to pick up my book, Building Your Brand, Make business happen in a global economy. Uh, again, if there was something in this episode that resonated with you or you think somebody else needs to hear it, pass it along. And of course, we always like reviews on your favorite podcast channel. Again, thank you. Always be disruptive and keep your eye on the future. Bye, Nuno. Bye-bye. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>